0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 17, Episode 17, the one-on-one special, Part 3. This episode, I really appreciated a lot of what Janelle said and the truth she told about her perceptions of Robin and Cody. She was very honest and Christine was very honest as well. As usual, though, Cody and Robin spent all of their time lying and deflecting and playing the victims who pathetically pity themselves as if they are being bullied by the rest of the family and by the ex-wives. Robin just wants the wives to leave her the hell alone, as if they have done something to her or painted her as the bad guy. But what Robin fails to realize is she painted herself with that brush with her own words and actions. She keeps deflecting and blaming Cody's absence on their choices when it's actually Cody's choice to be absent if his wives did not allow him to dictate how they should live. Cody made that choice, not his wives who refused to be controlled. Robin can try and deflect and blame them. She can try to portray herself as the victim of their envy, And Cody can play that record on repeat, but it's not going to fly. Robin wants to know why no one likes her. And it's because she refuses to take accountability and tell the truth. And she lies for her husband. She enables him without making any credible, valid points Other than shitting on these people, she keeps begging to have relationships with her and blaming them for why Cody favors her because of their choices and blaming them for making her the bad guy. That won't make her more liked with viewers and it's not going to make her more liked in the family. Robin's behavior, her words, and her actions won't ever make her look like or appear to be the innocent victim in all this. The good guy everyone walks all over. All Robin's strategy does and all Cody's strategy does is make them look like immature imbeciles with zero self-awareness and a ton of delusion. Robin thinks she can sit there and blame the wives for their inability to allow Cody to control how they live and how their kids live. She obeys Cody to the point where she even kicked out the kid who would not comply with Cody's protocols. Just because Robin would pick her husband and financial security over her own child, and she is of that character, it doesn't mean the other wives don't have more integrity and superior character to hers. They will never, ever pick anyone over their kids, nor should they, especially when this obedience to these rules is not something they themselves can comply with in good conscience. If Robin is willing to be controlled and kick out her kids who won't comply to uphold Cody's fragile ego and assuage his paranoia, that's her choice, but it says a lot about her character. Cody and Robin did their typical song and dance, but Janelle got honest with her feelings. She got very real, and if Cody and Robin refuse to tell the truth, if they prefer to deflect and be inauthentic, at least Janelle gave her two cents from her perspective. She admitted what Cody wants isn't just loyalty, it's obedience. She mentions Cody not feeling as if she and Christine were loyal to him when they had been. She mentions how she and her kids feel that Cody spends a disproportionate amount of time at Robin's house. She mentions Cody expecting loyalty, expecting her to kiss the ring so then things can be good in their marriage. She mentioned the undertone with Cody of... Do what I want you to do, and then I can love you. All the things we noticed and called out, she calls out. Janelle also mentions how Robin was able to get help from the family to secure her home. It was never a question, but when Janelle needed Cody's help to pay off the land, she wasn't extended the same options as Robin or Christine. The family didn't come together to help her. She wasn't able to use the joint family account. Janelle also points out that Cody likes to find any reason outside of himself to blame his relationship problems on. And Cody's issue with Janelle's independence is his way of deflecting onto her and removing the accountability from himself. This independence issue was never a problem until recently for Cody. And Cody is the one who tried to change the terms of their marriage. We also learned that Robin's secret to having a good relationship, to being the favorite in the king's favor, is she treats Cody like he is her best customer, and she expects Cody to do the same with her. That says a lot. Cody sees marriage as a negotiation, an agreement, a business deal, an exchange, and Robin sees Cody, her husband, as her best customer, As if marriage is a business agreement, a deal for her as well as Cody. Usually if you have a best customer, you schmooze them, you blow smoke up their ass, you're pleasant, you're accommodating, so they buy what you are selling and they come back and invest some more. You stroke your best customer's ego, you humor them, you manage them, you accommodate them just the way Robin manages Cody. Robin says she treats Cody like her best customer, and that's why she earns his favor. In my opinion, she is admitting it without realizing it that their whole marriage is basically Cody being pussy whipped by her ego stroking and Robin being the neck that turns the head, making him think it's his idea and her just schmoozing Cody and coddling the fuck out of his ego and placating him to keep him investing at her house buying what she sells him. So he is spending that almighty dollar and investing all at her house. It shows how manipulative she is, even of Cody as he is blind to it. It seems to me like she has Cody's number. She knows how to assuage him and how to manipulate him. And she makes him think she sees him as her authority. She makes him feel she respects him. She obeys him. And she will even do things like make her kids probably hopefully not the older disabled kid, move out if he won't abide by Cody's rules. To Cody, that's respect. That proves loyalty, the ultimate obedience. That proves that she prioritizes Cody and Cody alone, even over her kids. Robin doesn't do all of this out of a deep respect for Cody, in my opinion. She plays his game so that she has her roof and her nuclear family intact to raise her little ones in a stable environment with Cody contained. This is all about money and stability for Robin. She knows how insecure Cody is. She knows it's all about ego for him and Cody wanting to be seen as this ultimate authority, this big man, this patriarch who's in control. So Robin gives him that and she walks on eggshells and she coddles his ego Like he is her sixth child. It's all about stability and security for her and her kids. And she makes Cody think she respects him. She makes him feel finally she is a person who sees him how he wants to be seen. The supreme leader of the family. The ultimate authority. When really it's she. She is the neck that turns the head. And when Cody becomes too demanding and unhinged and the kids are grown, she can bounce with half of everything as legal wife. It's interesting how Cody sees marriage as a business agreement. And Robin says Cody is her best customer. She schmoozes him. She makes him feel like he is her world, like she obeys him. It's all a business deal, a negotiation on both of their parts. It doesn't feel to me like actual unconditional love. Robin is in this for financial security and stability, and Cody gets to feel like he is adored and revered and seen the way he always wanted to be seen, like the authority, the patriarch, the alpha male. They meet each other's needs. They are cut of the same cloth. But is it actually the unconditional love of two soulmates who actually unconditionally love each other? Or is it a contract? I'm getting this, you're getting that. I'm giving you this, you're giving me that. This episode opens with Suki talking with Cody about his relationship with Robin. Suki mentions how Robin really respects Cody and how Robin talks about how she respects the marriage and the covenant she and Cody have together. Suki asks Cody how he describes his relationship with Robin. Cody pauses. He looks down at his watch for dramatic effect and Suki asks Cody if she has time. Cody has decided he doesn't want to talk about Robin, so he has no time for Suki on the question of Robin and his relationship with her and what it's like. Suki manages Cody as if he's a toddler about to throw a fit, and she's trying to get Cody to behave, gently asking if they can play the clip and have him react to it. And Cody says, sure, maybe, as if she is lucky he is reluctantly cooperating with her when he is a grown, older man paid to be there and participate, yet he acts like a toddler who really needs his ego coddled to do what is expected of him as a grown mature adult. It's beyond pathetic the way Cody behaves. He looks like a total immature idiot. Suki says she will take the gamble, so Cody says he will try to watch the clip. It really felt like watching a mother negotiating with a pissy toddler so he will sit and eat his snacks or learn his shapes and behave. They play the scene from the first episode where Cody and Christine discuss her leaving. In the flashback, Cody says he fell in love with Christine because he thought she was treating people great. And then she started treating people badly. And that really messed with that. Christine asks, why should how she treats the woman Cody loves? And then she says, that's what it comes down to. She says she thinks he has a favorite wife, and she thinks he has a favorite wife, and that's why all of this is like it is. Christine says apparently she isn't treating her well enough. She isn't treating Robin well enough. Notice how Cody is saying, I loved you, but you did not treat Robin how I wanted you to, so now I have trouble loving you. If you do what I want, I will love you. That's not true love. It's not unconditional love. It's not a healthy, functional love. It's conditional love that is predicated on being controlled and dictated to and behaving exactly as Cody wants you to behave. So then he can feel love for you. Who the fuck is he? In Cody's mind, he seems to think he is so great that people should grovel and kiss his ass so he can throw crumbs their way. Janelle said, Cody has this undertone of do what I want and I will love you. And this way he tells Christine when she started treating Robin badly, it messed with his love for her. In other words, what he's saying is she wasn't kissing Robin's ass sufficiently and Robin felt entitled to that. So if she does what he wants and what Robin wants, if Christine plays that role and she plays best friends with Robin, then Cody will love her if she acts how he wants her to act because she wasn't compliant to what he wanted her to do. He didn't love her. That's not love. If you unconditionally love someone, even when you're mad at them, even if you take issue with their choices or behavior, sort of them committing murder or violence or something beyond the pale like that, you love them still. That love doesn't just stop based on their behavior. Christine tells Cody, Now, all she gets is a constant reminder every time, every time she sees him, every time there's a family get together, every single time she sees Cody being this amazing husband and this amazing dad who cares. And Cody gets angry here. He stops Christine and he tells her she is comparing relationships. And Christine says she isn't. And Cody insists she is. Christine says she doesn't know what she did wrong, she asks. What did I do wrong that you couldn't help me all of those times I asked you for help? And Cody says he felt like he was helping her. And he says, this is the poison Christine put into plural marriage for 12 years now. Cody wants to deflect. He wants to make this about Christine being jealous or envious comparing her relationship to Robin's. And Christine being pissed that she doesn't have the same type of a relationship as Robin's. But that's not at all what Christine said. And that's not what this is about. But Cody wants to deflect and make it seem like Christine expects too much. She expects more than everyone else. She is jealous. She is mean. She envies Robin. Christine wasn't comparing, Christine was being honest. She told Cody it hurts her, it hurts her kids to see Cody being invested with Robin, to see Cody being invested with Robin's kids when he is an absent father and an absent husband at her house. Christine is calling Cody out for not holding up his end of the deal. And Cody wants to deflect and pin this all on, Christine being jealous so he doesn't have to admit that he is absent in the other households. But he is present and involved with Robin and he isn't present and involved with Christine or anywhere else. Christine feels like to Cody, Robin is more important than she is, and she feels she has been a third wheel for years now, and she knows it, and everybody knows it. Robin says in the flashback scene that this isn't a new complaint that Cody favors her. Robin says they make assumptions about how Cody is at her home, and she isn't getting some kind of preferential treatment, even though that is what they think. Janelle says in the flashback scene that she and Cody have a good relationship, It works for her, but it doesn't look like Robin's relationship with Cody. Cody tells Janelle in this scene that there is this unwillingness for some members of the family to accept other members of the family, and they perceive something else. Janelle tells Cody if he wants, she can go there, and Janelle asks Cody if the situation were reversed, if he would be acting this defensive about her. Cody never answers the question. Instead, he says he has somebody in his life who is fundamentally loyal with him, who sees him as the head of the family, who negotiates. And Cody is telling Janelle that he and Janelle can have that if she is loyal to him. Cody never addresses that it was wrong of him to imply that Janelle wasn't loyal. After all, she sacrificed for decades to be the primary breadwinner of the family. With Kizik Free Shoes, Motion sounds something like this. starving and homeless if janelle didn't work hard to sacrifice her paycheck for the family for all of those years there is no way in hell cody could support his family and keep them all clothed fed and housed single-handedly he forgets janelle's sacrifice and he has the audacity to suggest she isn't loyal or she isn't as loyal as robin or not loyal enough after all janelle has done for him and this family even after she spent half of her Vegas house proceeds on Cody's prefabing mansion he lives in, he thinks is such a status symbol. The status symbol Janelle and Mary and the family account primarily paid for as Janelle needed a home and begged Cody to please reciprocate in order to help her pay off the land as he promised and Cody refused. Cody may question Janelle's loyalty, But after her track record and her actions for decades, the person who isn't loyal here, the person who fails to reciprocate every time, is Cody, the star husband. Why is it that Janelle says when Robin needed a home, there was never a question of having the funds? She even gave Robin half the proceeds from her Vegas house. And now when Janelle deserves and expects reciprocation from Cody, after all she sacrificed, He suddenly says they don't have the money, they don't know, they can't. And every time Janelle brought it up to Cody, Cody tried to manipulate her, warning her to avoid even bringing it up because it made him angry. That's the loyalty Cody has to his wives. Zero. He wants to give 0% loyalty to his other wives and kids as he incessantly questions their loyalty. What's interesting is if you look at the actions of the other wives, They were loyal, they sacrificed, their actions prove they prioritized the family. They prioritized raising the kids. Robin hasn't actually done anything to show loyalty to the family or to sacrifice for them. All she does is blow smoke up Cody's ass and coddle his ego. She hasn't actually done anything of substance to sacrifice for the family or to show loyalty to anyone other than Cody. And Cody is so narcissistic that he buys what Robin sells him as her best customer. He's quick to forget every sacrifice, to dismiss every instance of loyalty his wives have shown him over the years as he puts Robin on a pedestal, the woman manipulating him to think he wears the pants as she is the neck turning the head. And Cody is way too stupid to see it. After the kids are grown and Robin gets tired of walking on eggshells and the song and dance, and she takes him to the cleaners as the legal wife, Cody will remember the real loyalty that he was given, he will remember the sacrifices his ex-wives made that he dismissed, and he will regret the way he behaved big time, and it will be far too late. Cody already says he reminisces about the past. He was forward-thinking, and he finds himself missing some of the things he had. And maybe he realizes he traded in his sports car for a lemon, and he can't get the sports car back, he's stuck with the lemon. After the clip, Cody tells Suki that there is a lot of sour graping with Christine in Vegas. He discovered that Christine was never happy unless she was getting more than everybody else. Christine never wanted more than anybody else. In my opinion, she just wanted Cody to try and invest equally in all the households, if not with her as a wife, at least with his kids. Let's remember when Christine asked Cody to help tuck her kids in a few nights a week when she was pregnant and she worked part-time during a high-risk pregnancy. Cody refused, saying it's more than the other wives got, and he let Aspen, at 10 years old, tuck the kids in as a child herself when he lived in the same house. Yet, when it comes to Robin, Cody was able to babysit the kids and even bring them to another wife and her kids' time without complaining that Robin got more than any other wife. Suki asks Cody when Christine looks at him and Robin with envy and with jealousy and Cody stops her. Cody asks Suki, does that make me and Robin bad? And Cody tells Suki no, no, no to stop where she is going with that question. Cody has to control everything, even this interview that it's his job to sit through. I wonder if a man interviewed Cody, if he would behave in the same way. Cody wants to suggest that because Christine or any of the other wives are jealous of him and Robin's relationship, they make him and Robin the bad guys. And that's delusional. And it's also a huge deflection. No one gives a fuck if Cody and Robin are soulmates. No one cares about them or what their relationship is like. It's not about that. People dislike Cody and Robin not because they have a good relationship, but because Cody makes the choice to manipulate his wives and neglect his kids. He is absent as a father and a husband in every other household, and he makes the choice to be absent unless everyone can be obedient like Robin, the shining example. It's not about he and Robin having a good relationship. No one gives a fuck that they have a soulmate's type of relationship and the other wives don't. If anything, they're like soulmates from hell. No one wants to be like them or have their relationship. The other wives just want Cody to invest, especially as a father, in the same way as he does with Robin's kids. Even when it's complicated, even when it's inconvenient, they just want to see Cody make the same effort with his other kids. I doubt Christine or Janelle or Mary expected to have the same type of marriage or relationship Robin has. Regardless of the relationship dynamics with his wives, Cody chose to use the bad relationships as an excuse to be absent, and they take issue with his total absence as a father and his deflection on them and their choices and blaming them for him not being there. Blaming them for choosing not to be controlled by him when it's actually Cody making the choice to not be there at the other households. And it's Cody making the choice to be there with Robin because she plays his game and pretends to let him control her. All the wives wanted was for Cody to be willing to compromise and for Cody to spend time with his kids. And of course, they all refuse to be controlled or dictated to. Whether or not the wives agree to obey Cody or not still is a father. He still has a responsibility to be present as a husband and at least as a father in all the households and in households where a wife refuses to be controlled as they should, he should be willing to compromise. The wives were willing to compromise with Cody. Cody was not willing to compromise. He is the one accusing his wives of comparing the relationships. He is the one saying, don't compare, don't compare relationships we aren't the bad guys. It's not our fault that you are jealous of us. It's not our fault you are envious of our relationship. And he is basically telling his wives, if you want me to be there, then obey me. Be like Robin. Do like Robin does. He expects everyone to bend to him to make it work for him rather than understanding that all of his relationships are different and all of the women are different. All of the dynamics in the relationships are different and he can't expect all of his wives to obey like Robin or to be Robin. With Cody's other wives who rightfully won't bend the knee and they refuse to comply, he is the one expecting them to then transform themselves into a carbon copy of what he wants, into a carbon copy of Robin. And he is deflecting, saying it's them who compare when it's him who insists that the wives be like her. He is saying it's them who want what Robin has. He's deflecting when that is not at all what the other wives wanted or what they took issue with. He says Christine watches him and Robin and Robin watched he and Christine as well. Cody says he would take Christine out for a special date or going out of town and stuff like that. And Robin had to watch that too. Cody says if Christine was envious and Suki adds, or if she wanted that connection with him, And Cody asks, does that make Robin and I bad? Suki says, no, it doesn't. And Cody says, Suki is saying that because all of everybody is looking at that as some kind of unfairness. And that's the danger of polygamy. No one thinks it's unfair that he and Robin have the soulmate's relationship and the other relationships aren't that way. No one thinks because of that, he and Robin are bad. Bad guys. No. The issue is Cody has decided if his wives can't become a carbon copy of Robin, then he refuses to invest and be present with his kids. And he refuses to be present with his wives and he refuses to compromise. He wants everyone to be okay with the marriages being different and everyone is fine with that, but... Everyone takes issue with Cody refusing to compromise and expecting to copy and paste a carbon copy of Robin's behavior and personality and demeanor onto all of his wives so that he is willing to invest with them and with his kids. And his choice to be absent does make him the bad guy. And Robin trying to gaslight and deflect and blame the wives for refusing to comply like she does, that makes people dislike her as well. It doesn't help that they also cry victim and they wallow in self-pity, attempting to lie about things and manipulate the other wives and kids and the viewers as well. Their whole self-pity stick doesn't fly. Suki asks Cody, can you see where Christine is coming from if she is saying, I want that connection? And Cody says, then Christine has to have the energy and the effort in the relationship for that connection. And that is on the merits of the relationship. Cody's solution to the problems in his relationships is for everyone to obey and for everyone to become a carbon copy of Robin so he can invest. He accuses everyone of envying him and Robin. No one wants a toxic relationship based on obedience, manipulation, and conditional love. No one is jealous of Cody and Robin's relationship. No one wants that. Cody wants everyone to be Robin. That's the only way Cody views it working out. If he wants everyone to understand that every marriage is different and every relationship is different and every relationship stands on its own merits, why does he want every wife to be loyal like Robin, to be obedient like Robin? Why does he not see that every wife is different, every relationship is different, and that he has to adjust his expectations of every wife? Not based on them becoming a blueprint of the most convenient wife that he favors the most, but based on their own merits and their own dynamics. Why can't Cody compromise? If Cody truly loved these women and these kids unconditionally, he would compromise. He would adjust his expectations based on every relationship and every wife and every marriage. He would compromise based on the dynamics, knowing every wife needs different things. Cody isn't interested in doing that. He complains. He and Robin are painted the bad guys because they have the soulmate's relationship, the best relationship. So, Cody's solution isn't to put in effort and compromise according to the merits of each relationship and each wife. His solution is to try and force a square peg into a round hole and make every wife Robin. It's ridiculous. It's demeaning. It's disturbing. It's gross. The wives were willing to work with Cody. They were willing to compromise. Cody was only willing to invest if they agreed to become Robin. Also, it's convenient for him, and that isn't love, and that isn't a marriage. Cody wants the wives to understand that each marriage works based on the merits of their relationships. But Cody doesn't adjust what he needs and expects as a husband in each relationship. He just expects every wife to morph into Robin, the favorite wife, And it's very fucked up. Cody says, be the kind of person that's giving and loving. Is he giving and loving with his wives? Suki asks, is Robin the favorite wife? And Cody says, that's the most unfair question because she doesn't have any idea what work Robin has done. What she had done as a person. The sacrifices that she has made. The games that Robin hasn't played. Cody says it's not about a favorite, it's about finding favor. So Cody notices the sacrifices Robin made. What sacrifices? What about the sacrifices Janelle, Christine, and Mary made for decades when they were all raising the kids together? Why doesn't Cody see those sacrifices? It seems like he has tunnel vision and he only sees what he wants to see and he has a limited view. He only sees Robin. Robin gets Cody's favor. She earns it by being obedient, by allowing him to control her, by allowing him to dictate to her kids how things are going to be. That's not earning favor. That's Robin doing exactly as Cody wants and forcing her kids to be dictated to so Cody likes her enough to feel motivated to invest because Robin makes it convenient and everything just goes exactly his way, like he is a dictator in her home. And as a reward, he will listen when she speaks. Cody says the words you use, the words Christine uses, incite enmity towards Robin. So because the wives and everyone else call it like they see it and call Robin the favorite wife, that causes everyone to just hate Robin, the poor victim. Christine hasn't incited enmity towards Robin, People don't like Robin, not because she is the favorite wife or because she and Cody have the best relationship. This is about the way Robin behaves and the way she is inauthentic and the way she manipulates and the way she tries to play victim. Realistically, if Cody thinks pushing a woman and her kids to obey and revere him so they can have stability and security and that wife catering to him just to humor him and prevent his tantrums and Robin treating him as her best customer is a relationship that the other wives and the kids would be jealous of. Uh, that's ridiculous. He's delusional if he thinks that if he thinks that's why people dislike Robin. The reason people dislike Robin is her personality and her behavior. And if Robin thinks that that's why people dislike her, then she is delusional too. People dislike Robin because she is manipulative, she twists things, she gaslights, she lies, she enables Cody, and she speaks ill of the wives and kids. And as a woman, she blames the other wives for Cody being a shit husband and a father and absent with them. Robin enables Cody to continue to behave in toxic ways, and she behaves in toxic ways herself. She then tries to play victim, saying no one likes me, everyone blames me, no one accepts me, I'm bullied, I'm the victim, I'm the scapegoat, my mom calls me the Brown family scapegoat, I joke with Cody that I'm the whipping boy. Robin does this to herself with her shady, obsequious, manipulative behavior and her disingenuous, inauthentic vibe. Everyone can see through her. She's very inauthentic. And in my opinion, the only reason that she is so obedient to Cody now is she has little kids to raise. And once they are grown, if Cody keeps growing more and more unhinged, she will leave with all his coins with no hesitation whatsoever. Cody says, Robin never did anything to Christine, but be kind to her. I want to remind everyone of Robin calling Christine a liar twice in her home, of saying Christine didn't try as hard as she did when she was in her first marriage, of saying she doesn't consider Christine divorced, of trying to invalidate Christine's experience with her kids in her marriage with Cody, of saying she has heard that it's harder for older women to have kids about Christine, and on and on. Robin isn't kind. Just because she scrunches up her face to feign crying every minute and she is emotionally unhinged, it doesn't come off as her being sensitive and endearing and kind. It comes across as her being very manipulative and very angry and very one flew over the cuckoo's nest. She isn't this innocent, kind, sensitive woman everyone walks all over. She is incredibly manipulative and she may perceive herself as innocent and kind and Cody might perceive her that way. But the way they want to be seen and the way they delusionally perceive themselves is not how they are. And it's not how they are seen. And their actions and their words paint an entirely opposite picture than what they keep trying to portray. And the more they try to protest and the more they try to convince, the worse it looks for them. They're the ones who are doing no favors for themselves and their behavior speaks for itself. Cody says there is a character issue here and it's not just about his character, it's about their character. And who wants to run deep here, he asks. So the issue is not Cody's character or Robin's character. Cody wants to imply there is an issue with the character of his ex-wives, the mothers of his kids who are upstanding women. And he wonders why his kids don't want relationships with him. Maybe because of this type of shit that he and Robin try to pull, talking shit on their moms instead of taking accountability and owning up to their mistakes and their problematic behavior robin and cody want to say it's not just us it's them too like they are kids at recess at the schoolyard trying to shift the focus to everyone else when they know damn well it's them who made the mess they would get a lot less hate and a little more respect If they got help to see past their delusion and their self-pity victim narrative, and if they just looked inward and if they were honest with themselves and if they told the truth, it would take far less effort and people might have more respect for them than to have them acting like disruptive kids in class, trying to shift the teacher's focus, not from the bad they did, but on the bad someone else did. It's very childish behavior. I've never seen adults act more like children than the way Cody and Robin act. That's why they aren't like. You can smell the bullshit through the TV screen. Cody asks, do you want to find favor by being loyal to me and never allowing somebody to trash talk me? Or do you want to sit here and be the one who is trash talking me? This is all about Cody's ego. He thinks anyone who says anything about him But him being absolutely perfect is his enemy. They are shit-talking even if they are just actually saying constructive criticism about him or telling their truth about him. Cody is so immature that he wants to reduce it to them shit-talking because they are jealous of him and Robin. And notice, if anyone has anything negative to say about him or their relationship with him, it's automatically labeled nonsense. It's automatically labeled shit-talking. Cody never validates that he has a hand in this, that he is majorly accountable and that he is responsible. It's all his wives and their shit-talking because they aren't loyal, because they are jealous of him and Robin. That's Cody's mentality because his ego can't handle the truth. So anything anyone says about him that is critical is automatically labeled untrue, shit-talking, disloyal. Anything you say that is not, you are perfect, you're better than sliced bread, the sun shines out of your ass, is labeled automatically disloyal, even if it's constructive criticism, that's not a true, authentic relationship. That's not unconditional love. If you truly love and respect a person, you should be able to constructively be critical of them. You should be able to discuss when you feel they are wrong. You should be able to be honest with them without fear of being punished, without fear that your partner will now be absent with your kids. Cody doesn't want real relationships. He doesn't care how his wives feel or what their issues are with him. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to be inconvenienced. He doesn't want to feel insufficient or like a failure. And he is so fragile and insecure as a person that he will only tolerate people who blow smoke up his ass and tell him what he wants to hear and make him feel he is perfect and the sun shines out of his ass. That's all he can handle. And that isn't real. That isn't authentic. The only way Cody can cope with his failure is to pin this on his wives being the disloyal bad guys, the wives who shit talk the wives who are jealous of him and Robin. But notice, Cody doesn't want any criticism, constructive or not. Everyone has to be a yes man or a yes woman around him to the ump degree. That's how fragile Cody is. That's how weak he is. It's sad. It's sad that a grown man can't have an honest conversation with his wives and take accountability. He's already way past 50. What's sad is he will never change. This is all Cody can handle. And because he is so weak, He has to micromanage and control every person in his life to deal with them. Even the slightest criticism, even true, will be a reason for him to disengage from that person. And that's sad for him, but you would think he would want to get help and help himself so that he can actually have real, authentic relationships, at least with his kids. Cody says, Mary Janelle and Christine have shit-talked him from the beginning of all of their marriages. Cody says, to his knowledge, Robin puts up her dukes, if you should talk him. Christine says, Janelle doesn't deserve that after watching the flashback. Janelle doesn't deserve that. Christine says she was so loyal to Cody, it was ridiculous. Christine says she can't tell Suki all of the conversations she had with Janelle, where Christine was saying, I don't like how Cody is doing this. I don't like how Cody is doing that. And Janelle would tell Christine, Cody is a great father. What are you talking about? Cody's a great husband. What are you talking about? For years, that woman was so loyal. Suki asks Christine if she thinks it's so unfair and triggering for not only her, but for Janelle to hear that. And Christine says, how can it not be? It's ridiculous. And it's obvious where Cody wants to spend his time. And then she laughs and says, come on, because it's so effing obvious. Janelle tells Suki after watching the clip, be loyal, kiss the ring and then we'll be good as she's mocking Cody. She laughs at Cody and she says, loyal, be loyal to me and then we're good. She's totally mocking Cody. Suki says loyal is a really big word and she asks Janelle, have you not been loyal? Janelle says she thought that she and Christine had been loyal, but apparently they aren't loyal enough or something. Suki asks Janelle if she believes Robin is the favorite wife. And Janelle says she and her kids feel like Cody has been disproportionate in the amount of time he spends there. Suki tells Janelle that Cody didn't like the word favorite. Suki says he favors Robin and Robin does things to earn his favor. Janelle busts out laughing at the word earn and Suki says, to be fair, that's her using the word earn and not Cody. I love how Janelle totally mocks Cody. She mimics him and his suggestion that she has to kiss the ring or be more loyal. She is really laughing about Cody and his bullshit, and that will get under his skin more than anything. To a guy like Cody who is delusional and narcissistic and ego-based, who demands authority, who demands deference, and needs it to feel good about himself and secure— being mocked and perceived as the opposite of how he wants to be seen will really get under his skin. He's a joke to viewers, he's a joke to other members of his community. And when his exes mock his patriarchy, authoritarian, misogynistic bullshit, the way viewers mock him, there is something so satisfying in that confirmation. Because everything Robin and Cody do is to try and convince people to see them how they delusionally perceive themselves and how they wanna be seen as the innocent victims being bullied by the family and the viewers. They want to be seen as the scapegoats when we all see them for the manipulative, toxic, obsequious, self-pitying, pathetic, opportunistic idiots they are. They will never be seen as the victims they want to be seen as. They might pity themselves, but no one else pities them. Very few will. If they want respect and to be seen as respectable, decent people, they need to start being real with themselves and everyone else. This bullshit they do of villainizing everyone else in the family and pushing the us versus them mentality and the tears and the begging to be seen as the victims is totally contrived. It's inorganic. And most people with common sense are going to immediately dislike them even more for the way they treat the viewers like they are idiots that they can spoon feed their bullshit to and the way they treat their own family. Cody and Robin treat their own family members like they are their enemies as they bitch that they shit talk them, that they aren't loyal and Robin bitches that the other wives don't want to be friends with her. Cody and Robin are the ones showing how poor their character is, how disloyal they are to the rest of the family. And coincidentally, they're the ones who seem to be spewing the most diarrhea about everyone else. Janelle tells Suki, regardless of who used the word earn, there is an undertone of do what I want you to do and then I can love you. Janelle says, maybe she is perceiving that wrong. She doesn't know. Suki asks Janelle if she thinks Robin is controlling the conversation or messaging in some aspects. Janelle says no, she thinks Robin is sharing with Cody. He listens to her. They have more of a mutual give and take in their relationship. It's a more complete relationship that Cody and Robin have. This is how previously Janelle made the point that Cody never hears her when she speaks. He doesn't actually listen to her. For example, with the RV, she told Cody about it many times. We even have seen the scene on the show where she asks Cody if he will stay with her in the RV and he says yes. Yet Cody says he never heard of it before despite Janelle mentioning it many times to him. He says he was not consulted. But Cody listens to Robin when she speaks probably because Robin won't allow him to not listen. He would probably get away with ignoring her too if he could. Zuki asks Janelle if Robin is sharing or helping or trying to help, or helping to bring everybody together, because that is what Robin is saying that she is doing, that she's bringing the family together. Janelle says, eh, everybody is mixed. We are all mixed. And Janelle doesn't think Robin is the perfect paragon of, I'm going to make the family be great. Janelle doesn't believe anybody is. She thinks everybody has dark and light in them. In my opinion, Janelle is basically saying that Robin may be saying she is helping the family be great when she isn't perfect. She has dark and light in her like everybody else. Janelle is diplomatically saying that Cody thinks Robin is an angel. Robin tries to portray herself as a perfect angel, but we all have a good side and a bad side. She is implying that Robin isn't what she seems or what she portrays herself to be or who Cody thinks she is or what she wants to be seen as, this perfect person helping the family, the group counselor. She has a dark side too, maybe even a mean, manipulative, angry side perhaps, like we have all seen her show through her actions. Suki asks Mary if she believes Robin is the favorite wife. And Mary says Robin is the one that Cody is most comfortable with. She has seen Cody be more comfortable with different wives throughout the years, And it's not always exactly equal because it really is just based on who Cody has a good relationship with. Suki asks Mary if Cody kind of holds up Robin to a higher standard that he wants everybody to live up to. And Mary says she thinks Cody values loyalty and that's very important to him. Suki asks Christine if Cody made it apparent that Robin was the favorite wife. And Christine says she felt it. She felt like it was apparent. She says she felt it was very apparent that Robin was the favorite from the beginning because Christine says she is not blind and she is not stupid. So basically you would have to be blind and stupid to not see that Robin is the favorite wife. Yet Cody refuses to answer the question and Robin does too. Christine says it doesn't make Robin the scapegoat. It means that Christine thinks they found each other. They found soulmates in each other, and she saw it. I mean, from the first season, when Cody was courting Robin, he called her his soulmate. He gushed about it, and Robin said he was her soulmate, and she made a list of things she wanted in a man, and Cody was everything on that list. So not only does the world see it, not only did the other wives feel it, but Cody and Robin gushed about it themselves from their own mouths, from day one, how were the other wives supposed to feel secure and confident in their relationships with Cody when these two were gushing that they were each other's soulmates before they even got married? Suki asks if that made Christine jealous, and Christine says, yeah, for sure. She didn't know what a soulmate looked like before. Not really. She didn't know that there could be more in a marriage. Christine says she and Cody really honestly had something super special and awesome and fun but then when she needed Cody's help and he would not give it to her it was this click where she felt she has done everything for him and he can't give this to her and then he and Robin met and it seemed like he was everything for her and she was everything for him and they were just this unit together next Suki asks Robin if she feels like Christine's optics are just based on these last few years where she has been struggling and seeing her family emerge in a different way and the dynamics changing. Robin says, yeah, maybe, but Christine made that happen. She was the one who made choices. Janelle was the one who made choices. They handed Cody to her and said, we don't wanna spend time with him here. You have him all of the time. Robin says, they made choices that made it so that Cody was not feeling like he could go over there because of his personal beliefs in protecting his family, protecting their jobs, protecting their health, and so on. So of course, Cody was going to flourish with her kids because he is around more. Obviously, Robin is deflecting. She doesn't want to place the accountability where it belongs on Cody, her husband. So she has the nerve, knowing she gets all of Cody's time and investment for herself and her kids, to deflect and blame Christine and Janelle for failing to tolerate, for them failing to allow Cody to control them and dictate how they and their kids should live by being held hostage in their homes per his protocols. That is sick. Cody could have compromised with them. He could have compromised with the whole family and came to an agreement that was good for the whole family. And instead of telling the truth, Robin has the audacity to blame the wives for their refusal to be obedient. The reality is the choice is Cody's to be absent, and the choice is Cody's to refuse to compromise with them to find a solution that was good for the whole family. Cody didn't want to put in effort. He didn't want to be inconvenienced. He wanted to live monogamously with Robin, where he got his ego feasts, and he got treated like the best customer. Robin is saying because Janelle and Christine did not make the choice to allow Cody to control them, he had a right to be absent in their homes. It was Cody's choice to be absent. It was Cody's choice to refuse to compromise. It was Cody's choice to say all or nothing. It's on Cody, not on the wives, and it shows the type of woman Robin is, the low morals and standards she lives by. If she can sit there on that stage and blame these women, when Robin knows deep down, Cody made the choice to be absent because he did not want to be there. He wanted to feel justified in living his dream of monogamy. He didn't want to be held accountable for being an absent father and husband, and he wanted to be able to blame it on the wives. And Robin is enabling his abuse and toxicity and neglect by blaming the wives' choices on why Cody was at her place and why he was absent with them. It's their fault that Cody was at her place more. Robin is abusive AF, just like Cody, and she is gaslighting as well. There are many times when Cody could have spent time with his kids while still abiding by his protocols where Cody refused to be inconvenienced. Like, for example, when he could have spent time with Isabel outside when she decided to return to in-person class. Per Cody's rules, he could see Isabel outside. It had nothing to do with Janelle and Christine and their choices not to follow protocols preventing him from seeing Isabel. And still he refused to see her outside. He said it would be too cold. There are many times Cody could have seen his kids within the limits of his COVID protocols when he just refused because it was too cold or too inconvenient for him and it had nothing to do with Janelle and Christine or their choices or Janelle and Christine refusing to comply with them. Cody made the choice to be absent regardless of anything. This is not on Christine or Janelle. Robin is putting all of the blame on Janelle and Christine refusing to be controlled by Cody and on them refusing to be dictated to. She is blaming Christine and Janelle for refusing to just do things Cody's way. And she is using that as an excuse as to why Cody was absent with them and more present with her as if Cody's participation and investment in his kids is predicated on how obedient his wives are or how willing they are to be controlled by him. If this was not all about control and obedience for Cody and Cody on a power trip, he would have shown up to see Isabel outside. He would have gone to her. He would have seen Gabe and Garrison by now he would have gone to them and tried to mend things with them, him going to them like he should as a father. This is all bullshit. Robin blaming the victims of Cody's toxic behavior and with her being in a supposed abusive marriage with an absent father previous to this, Robin should feel ashamed that she makes excuses, blaming the victims, Cody's other wives and Cody's other kids for Cody's absence as a father and as a husband. She blames his constant presence in her house while he is absent, neglecting these other places on the wives and kids, the victims of Cody's toxicity, the victims of Cody's neglect, and she should be ashamed of herself for blaming them. I noticed that Suki gives Cody and Robin lots of easy yes-no questions she knows they would obviously agree with that further their narrative of lies. Suki tells Robin that Christine felt like she and Cody were a unit from the very beginning. She says, Christina said, when she sees Cody with Robin, that they are soulmates. Robin says, Christine and Cody, they were so cute and they were so sweet. And she says, they had this fun banter and things she doesn't even have with Cody. They had their own thing. When Robin says, Cody and Robin were so cute and so sweet, her voice sounds so angry and so fake. Robin says, Christine had something with Cody, but she did not take care of it. I love how Robin always emphasizes that it's only the wives' faults that they didn't maintain their relationships. It's never on Cody as well to make an effort. She never holds Cody accountable for anything. It's always the other person. It's always the wife. It's never Cody. Robin says, Cody wants a soulmate experience with each one of his wives. He wants to be looking in her eyes and get teary. Robin speaks with feigned conviction here. She says she watched Cody do this in front of her. When she was courting Cody, Cody and Mary came to her apartment and they were listening to a song. They were getting teary-eyed looking at each other right in front of her. Robin says, Cody is a loving person. He's a loving husband. And Robin says, what we are seeing is years of people not taking care of their relationships. Why is the only example she can give from decades ago? She seems to be trying hard to convince us it happened right in front of her guys Believe her. She's so credible. She's honest all of the time. Believe her. It was right in front of her. She wants to let us know Cody is loving. He's perfect. He's faultless. It's not on him. It's on his wives. It's on his wives. It's his wives' faults that they did not take care of their relationships. How can they take care of working on anything in their relationship when talking to Cody is like talking to a wall? He doesn't even listen when they speak. He manipulates them. When the wives came to him with their needs or feelings or concerns, Cody would just tell them he was getting angry, don't bring it up, or he would ignore it, hoping it just goes away, refusing to listen when his wives say a word. A marriage is not one-sided. Even if a wife can move mountains, if the husband is absent and refusing to be present and invested and make an effort, there is nothing in their power to do. We know Cody would get mad at the wives for communicating if he felt something was inconvenient. He did not want to validate their feelings. He did not listen when they spoke. He was annoyed. He was put out. Whenever Janelle would mention her needs, he would warn her he was getting angry. We know the wives tried hard for years to make their marriages work. He abandoned Mary intimacy wise over a decade ago, long before the catfish sitch. He abandoned Christine around Vegas. It's really easy for Robin to open her mouth and spew her diarrhea all over the place, stinking to the high heavens, but it's on Cody as the husband to take care of the relationships as well, to meet his other wives' needs, to listen when they speak, to hear what his other wives have to say when they speak to him. He may do that for Robin, but he doesn't do it with Christine, Mary, and Janelle, and he hasn't for years, and I don't know if he ever did. So maybe she shouldn't talk about marriages she is not a part of, blaming them. Cody may be what she deems a loving husband to her, but he was not the same way with Christine, Janelle, and Mary, and it's not only on them to fix their relationships alone. They tried. Cody did not try. Whenever there was an issue or inconvenience, Cody ignored it, even in the beginning. For example, in Becoming Sister Wives, Christine writes, Cody didn't know how to listen to me. During our first fight, which was predictably about the fact that I thought he divided his time unfairly between his wives, he just put his head in his hands and covered his face. It was as if he was trying to make it all go away. He didn't have the emotional tools to deal with the needs of three wives. I knew that he felt he had married me too soon. The four of us were too young to deal with the situation we'd created. So Robin wants to say, Cody is a loving husband and the wives didn't work on their relationships. But how do you work with a person who does not have the capacity to listen to his wives who just ignored problems, wishing them away? Robin says, Cody has had wives reject him affection wise because they are uncomfortable or they don't like it. That's not who they are. Robin says, she is sorry, but if you're rejecting someone's affection, your spouse She doesn't see how that is gonna help their relationship. I believe what Robin might be referring to is how Janelle mentioned in an earlier season of Sister Wives how she didn't like lots of affection or PDA. She wasn't that into it and Cody was. And eventually she learned how important that was for Cody to show affection and she adjusted to it and started being more affectionate with him. Janelle compromised. She adjusted to what Cody needed from her. He liked PDA, he liked being affectionate, so Janelle got accustomed to it and she understood it was Cody's way of communicating his love and affection for her, and she became more affectionate with Cody. Janelle compromised. She adjusted her way of communicating her love for Cody for him, and she mentions this in the episode where she and Cody go camping in season two. We also know Cody rejected intimacy with Mary over a decade ago. He stopped intimacy with Mary over a decade ago. He abandoned her as a husband way before the catfish. And with Christine, she wanted intimacy with her husband and Cody refused unless she was willing to be a better sister wife to Robin, So Cody rejects intimacy with his wives knowing they have nowhere else to go to get their needs met and he also uses intimacy as a manipulation tool to push his wives to adapt their behavior to his liking and Cody rejecting affection and intimacy or using it as a bargaining chip or a manipulation tool is also not going to help his relationships with his wives or their sense of security in those marriage relationships. A marriage involves two people. Why isn't Robin holding Cody accountable for rejecting affection with his wives? We also don't know if whatever instance she is referring to is well after Cody started acting like an all-out controlling dick, bitching about this being a patriarchy. I couldn't sleep with a man who wants to push to control and manipulate me, so I don't see how after that point any of his wives would want any type of intimacy with him, unless they do not respect themselves, frankly. Robin says, if you are sitting there constantly nagging at your husband about your relationship, about what you did not get, even though you have this apple in your hand, but you really want her orange, then how is he supposed to feel like you see what he is doing for you? How is he supposed to feel appreciated? And I ask of Robin, how are Cody's other wives supposed to feel appreciated when he doesn't recognize and reciprocate all that they have done for him and all they have sacrificed to prioritize this family over their own needs. How are Janelle, Christine, and Mary supposed to feel appreciated by their husband if he is constantly dismissing their sacrifices? He always tries to dismiss that Christine was the heart of this family. She raised and nurtured all of the kids in the family as she wasn't getting her own needs met with no recognition or appreciation from Cody. When she needed a little help from Cody, Cody refused to help her. What about how Janelle was the primary breadwinner, sacrificing her paycheck to house, clothe, and feed the family? Cody could never support all of his wives and kids without Janelle and her paycheck. Without Janelle, the family would be destitute and homeless and hungry. But Cody fails to remember that. He fails to appreciate that. Janelle paid for the majority of the roof over he and Robin's heads. And he refused to reciprocate by helping Janelle get the land paid off so she could build after all she has given to Cody and his family. How is Janelle supposed to feel appreciated by Cody? How is Christine supposed to feel appreciated? This has nothing to do with their apple to her orange. No one cares about her orange. They just want their husband to be present an equal amount of time in all of their homes for the sake of their kids. That's the truth, that Cody is a neglectful father to all the other kids in the family, and instead of discussing the reality, Robin wants to bitch about the wives being envious of her putrid orange no one gives a fuck about. The rotten orange nobody wants, no self-respecting woman accepts to be controlled by her husband. No one wants anything Robin has. They just wanted Cody to be invested in his kids. When Cody's favoritism hurt their kids, that's when they took issue. They were not asking to have oranges. They don't want her orange. Why would they? Robin says when she came into this family, she knew and she saw that there are stretch marks and weight gain and stagnance in the marriages. There are fights, there are money problems or whatever it is. But Cody still had this romance going with each of his wives. She says she saw it. He had sweet things with each of them. And Robin says they had this opportunity So why are you looking at my orange? You have an apple. It's not better. It's just different. They each have something with Cody that she does not have. Robin does not know how to sympathize with it, she says, other than saying she is sorry when it's hard. She does understand relationships are hard. So she says, get your butt in there and work it out. Frustratedly. Why doesn't she suggest Cody get his ass in there and work on it? Why is it on the wives and why is she so delusional to think just because she and Cody have what she perceives as the best relationship that the wives are envious of that? They don't give a fuck. They just wanted Cody around present with the kids so their kids weren't hurt by this fuckery. But Robin wants to make this about her and the wives with apples wanting her orange because it deflects from Cody taking responsibility for being an absent father and husband everywhere but at her house. Robin can keep her orange. No one wants it. Why would they? Suki wants to talk about the holidays with Janelle. It's a big thing. There was a big thing, a blow up. Christine left and the holidays were open. Janelle was making plans with her boys and everything imploded. Suki plays that flashback. Cody tells Janelle she is acting like she's not even culpable in the situation. And Janelle wants to know for what. And Cody says culpable for her not having any respect for him about the COVID rules. Janelle says Cody was asking her to choose between him and her children. Cody says Janelle never even reinforced the rules. She never even said, these are the things you should do. She actually belittled the stuff Cody was doing. Cody says he was keeping himself from being a hypocrite. Janelle tells Cody he did not give her those rules until two weeks before Thanksgiving. And Cody says Janelle knew about the rules before then. They were talking about it for so long before then. And Janelle says she didn't get the rules until two weeks before Thanksgiving. So from March until Thanksgiving, she had no rules. Cody says she had the rules. It's not true. It's a blatant lie. Robin, the counselor, tells Cody to give it a second. Cody says he's mad as hell because everybody put this shit on him. And when he finally gets sick from COVID, that was a death-like experience. Cody acts like he is the only one in the world who ever got COVID. I don't doubt that he suffered, but he was nowhere near death. Many people passed from COVID. Many people were actually near death on ventilators. So Cody milking it, acting like he is the only one in the world who suffered that bad, as if he is the worst victim of COVID, when he should feel lucky and take it like a man, just shows what weak character he has. He wants to justify all of this fuckery by bitching about how bad his COVID was when it was not nearly as bad as many other people who are actually near death or who have had a near-death experience. And it's insulting to so many people who have lost people from COVID or who have actually had near-death experiences from COVID or any other illnesses. Cody just wants to use his sickness as a way to justify his dictatorial behavior, and it's gross to do that. He says he sat here and just tried to get everybody to do it, but he realizes you can't run from it by now. He was just trying to protect his family and he asks, what if one of my little ones had been where I was or where Robin was only three weeks ago? Janelle says it's the same old, same old and Cody blows a gasket. He says he cannot believe that he has done all of this to save Janelle, to save truly, to save his kids. He did not know. He did not know that it wouldn't harm them. He was trying to protect them and he got criticism from her. He asks, you guys want to know why I'm mad? He's yelling like an idiot at this point. And he shouts, I've gone 18 months being persecuted by my own family for trying to protect them. He says his heart is broken and Christine left over this. Christine did not leave over COVID. Cody is just saying that to deflect from the accountability on him. And he wants to make it seem like this divorce was sudden and not years in the making. So he can milk his suffering and heartache to try and garner sympathy. Cody says he just survived a really, really dark place. And after all the yelling, Janelle is very calm. She's very kind. Janelle says she understands that. And Cody tells Janelle she doesn't give a shit. He tells her, look at you, dismissing it. So at this point, Janelle gets up to walk away cause she's had enough verbal abuse. And Cody asks pathetically, would you ever have any empathy for me? He yells after Janelle and he says, when you're in pain, I try to understand you. Robin, the counselor tries to get Janelle to stay and she tries to get Cody to calm down as Janelle is walking away. And Cody warns her, it's a bad idea to walk out now. Robin asks Janelle to please stay and keep talking. And Janelle says, all Cody is doing is yelling at her. So Robin suggests, if Cody stops yelling, can they keep talking, please? So Janelle sits back down and she tells them she started all of this discussion about the vacation rental because Cody told her the boys were not welcome until they apologized to everybody because they had been so abusive. Cody says, not to everybody, just to him and Robin because they were literally accusing Robin of, of the dictates he was putting out there. Cody says maybe it's too raw, and this year they should just skip Christmas altogether. Robin tells Cody he has had a lot of rejection over the last year and a half, and so now with this thing with Christine, it's making it more in your face, and that's hard. At this part of the flashback scene, Janelle rolls her eyes and she makes a face, and Suki asks Janelle why she made that face, And Janelle says she gets so tired of Counselor Robin, like, oh, yeah, your pain, your pain. She says Cody acts like he is the only person who has been rejected or hurt. And Janelle says this whole thing with Christine has been coming for a long time. And Cody acts like he's so surprised by it. Janelle is really annoyed by that. She says Robin saying all that it feels like Robin is placating him. It's interesting that Janelle picks up on how Robin enables Cody and how she babies him and how she coddles Cody's ego like a toddler to basically manage Cody and prevent him from throwing a tantrum, placating him like a child, giving him a snack or some crayons to avoid a terrible twos fit. That's Robin's whole life, treating Cody with kid gloves, humoring him, coddling him, placating him, walking on eggshells keeping Cody in a good mood so that she can raise the kids in a peaceful environment. It probably feels like she has a sixth child that requires a lot of extra attention. This behavior she does enables Cody to devolve even more and it makes him more unhinged in my opinion. Cody says Christine has to apologize to them, to him, to Robin, and Janelle says there was rejection. Her boys feel just as rejected by this. Obviously, the boys feel rejected just because they disagreed with Cody on how to handle COVID and they wanted a reasonable compromise. Cody refused them. He rejected them. He refused to compromise. He refused to be around them and maintain relationships with them. He cut Gabe and Garrison off for refusing to be controlled by him and his rules. And then knowing how influential Robin is over Cody, they tried to get Robin to ease Cody's rules and Cody cut them off expecting them to go to him and Robin to apologize after Robin Schick talked Gabe and Garrison many times these past few seasons. Cody stopped communicating with his kids. He demanded apologies to him and Robin and Gabe and Garrison have nothing to apologize for. If their dad is narcissistic and irrational and he will only do his way or no way with no compromise and if he refuses to go to them first and apologize and communicate... Why should they cower to him, and why should they apologize to Robin? He is the one who stopped being invested when he moved full-time into Robin's house. They feel hurt, they feel rejected, and it's on Cody to prioritize them over Robin and the royal kids. It's not on them to apologize for doing nothing wrong. Suki asks Janelle if Gabe and Garrison had to call and apologize, not only to Cody, but to Robin, and Janelle says that was the first ultimatum, that they would apologize to both Robin and Cody. And in the first previous conversation, Robin suggested they just have a conversation. And Cody still has made no effort. He is still acting as if they have to come to him after all this time. Suki asks Janelle if she felt belittled when Cody was yelling at her. And she says, yeah. And then she says, well, not belittled. She says, Cody does this intense thing. And she points the way Cody pointed at her. And she says, he gets intense. And he says, you are culpable. You are responsible. And Janelle says, this is a multi-piece thing here. She felt as though she was being called to repentance. Like Cody was saying, you are the wayward wife who disrespects me. It's all your fault. So it's time to come to repentance and see the light. That's what it felt like. And Janelle laughs. I love how Janelle doesn't take any of Cody's bullshit too seriously. And she laughs at it. She mocks it. She realizes how ridiculous it is. Next, Suki asks Cody, Why Cody told Janelle it was a bad idea to walk away. And Cody says he was at his breaking point. He was so mad at Janelle at that time that he was like, you walk away and this is over. That's how bad he was. And Cody says he realizes that's ridiculous, but that's how angry he was with the lack of empathy for his own divorce and the fact that she was vacationing with Christine while he was suffering through COVID. Where was Cody when Janelle and her boys suffered through COVID? He was shacked up at Robin's house. He probably didn't even make an appearance. He probably didn't call or text. I doubt he even dropped some chicken soup at the door. It doesn't matter if Janelle was vacationing with her kids, with Christine, or with the Dalai Lama. What could she have done for Cody when he was sick anyways? He was not there for Janelle and her boys when they were sick. So why does he expect Janelle to be there? What did he expect her to do exactly? He just wants to point out look at janelle janelle was with my enemy when i was sick when i was suffering i love how he says he was suffering through covid for emphasis as if he had stage four cancer or something cody says that kind of bullshit was petty but it made him bitter he felt like janelle was not supposed to be leaving she was not supposed to be friends with christine and she was friends with christine she was leaving with christine Going on this vacation, she was betraying him and it was all an emotion of betrayal and rejection. What about the betrayal and rejection Gabe felt when Cody forgot his birthday or when he refused to go to Isabel's surgery? Or what about after all Christine's sacrifice to raise the kids and she just needed him to help tuck the kids in at night part time a few nights a week and they all lived in one house and Cody refused? What about that betrayal and rejection for her? Or what about the betrayal and rejection for Janelle when Janelle mostly paid for his house, but when she needed Cody's help and some reciprocation, all of a sudden there was not money for that. There wasn't enough money for that. When the family came together to help Robin buy a home and when the family came together to help Christine buy a home, money was no issue. What about when Cody had the audacity to suggest to Janelle that she was not loyal? She was not loyal like Robin. She was not as loyal as Robin. When she spent her whole life Sacrificing her paycheck for the family as the primary breadwinner. What about when Cody completely forgot their anniversary without even a call? I wonder if that felt like betrayal and rejection for Janelle. It's like Cody complains of tiny paper cuts he gets when he is doing the equivalent of stabbing Janelle and the other kids in the jugular. Cody is so thin skinned and weak, it's laughable, and he only can think of himself. He feels so threatened by Janelle and Christine's relationship. He's that insecure when he should be thinking of his kids. He should be happy they have some semblance of a family still. He should be happy that at least they still have their core support system intact that they grew up with rather than nothing but an absent father and a fractured family. And he only sees the negative. He only sees his perspective. He never prioritizes his kids and he never thinks about how Janelle and Christine's sisterhood might be good for them despite all the changes they've had to endure. Suki asks why it was Janelle's fault. And Cody says Janelle never teamed with him. He isn't blaming her as far as fault, but she never took his side to say boys. Suki says it's kind of pointing the finger and blaming, saying either you're with me or you are with your children, with me or with them. And Suki says it's an awful place to put a mom. At least Suki tried to hold Cody accountable over this for him wanting janelle to prioritize him over his kids or choose between him or his kids cody asks why it's so complicated cody says it's not that complicated and suki says it is complicated cody says they went to find homes when janelle had to move so he asks why couldn't they go out to find homes so that gabe and garrison could keep dating during COVID? that's what cody doesn't understand He says, because if one of his little children were to die because somebody had to get his pencil wet, Cody then hits the arm of his chair very violently and he starts yelling in a raised voice and he says, that made me so mad. He yells, do you understand if one of my children died, how hard it would be to ever forgive the guy who was bringing that home to us and all of that was still happening because of this side or that side and all he wanted to do was protect his family. And they refused and it could have come together, but it fell apart. And now with Gabe and Garrison, he is estranged from them and he can't even have conversations with them anymore. First of all, Cody is absolutely disgusting. When he refers to his sons getting their pencils wet, he is so disturbing whenever he references sex and his adult kids. Do you guys remember when he made a creepy joke about Aspen and Mitch's bed in their honeymoon suite? He's so weird and Mitch was like horrified by it. He's trying to make it seem like his sons cared more about getting laid than protecting their family. Does Cody honestly believe that people who are in relationships stopped hooking up because of COVID? As long as everyone does their best to follow CDC guidelines and they're in relationships and they aren't just bed hopping, I don't see what the problem is. Cody just wants to out that his sons are active as if it's a bad thing, just because it doesn't fit in with what he thinks is acceptable. He wants to mention it under the guise of COVID when he never had to mention that at all. And he wants to mention the COVID protocols, but Cody just, in my opinion, wants to make it known how bad his kids are in his eyes, how irresponsible in the face of COVID when that isn't the case. And any father who mentions his sons having to get their pencil wet is very disrespectful, not only to his boys, his sons, but also to their girlfriends, and it's unnecessary to even bring that up. He could have said they wouldn't do my protocols because they had girlfriends. He wanted to go out of his way, though, to mention that they are hooking up as if it makes them look bad for having premarital sex. No one cares. It's very weird that Cody would mention it and that he mentioned it in the way he did. Any of his adult kids having sex and referring to it as somebody wanting to get his pencil wet is very fucking weird. It's weird for a father to do that. It's so disturbing and it makes Cody look like a creep. It doesn't reflect on his sons at all. It only reflects on him. So what if they have girlfriends? So what if they're active? It doesn't matter. It's very disrespectful to mention and it didn't even need to be brought up at all. And in the way he brought it up, it was so fucking weird. Cody didn't need to mention his sons being sexually active in order to mention them refusing to follow his rules. I doubt they refused to follow his rules because they have girlfriends. They refused to follow his rules because they are stupid and they didn't want to be controlled or dictated to on how to live. And they saw Cody's rigidity destroying their families and hurting their moms and they weren't down. It wasn't just about them having girlfriends. Cody wants to make it seem like Gabe and Garrison are selfish when Cody is the sicko going to great lengths to try and paint them in a bad light. As a father, I thought that was really disrespectful to his sons and to their girlfriends as well. Instead of putting this much effort into disparaging Gabe and Garrison, imagine if Cody was putting this much effort into having better relationships with them. Cody making crass comments about them isn't going to help his cause with his kids. He's an idiot and a fool. Suki asks Cody if it disappoints him and hurts him deeply the relationship or non-existent relationship with his sons. And Cody says, yes, it's sad. He tells the cameras, boys, I'm sorry. He says he was trying to protect his family and next time he would manage it differently. And he is sorry and he looks in the camera and Suki encourages him to talk to his boys and to apologize. That apology was so fake and disingenuous, it was cringy. If Cody really wanted to apologize and he meant it sincerely, he would not have made that disrespectful comment And he also would not be apologizing now on camera months later for show, for viewers, for TV. He would have months ago called his kids privately and gone to see them and he would have apologized to them and talked this out with them, promising to be a better man and promising to be a better father and a better husband. And he would promise to respect their moms as well. Instead, Cody does nothing to fix things. He makes zero effort. He whines about how sad he is that he lost his kids and he blames the moms for it. And he expects them to go to him he is only apologizing on camera now for show and it makes him look like the sad used car salesman he is in his shitty suit suki has cody look back at a discussion he had with janelle she feels like there was a moment where they could try and connect with each other and fix things and cody tells suki absolutely he loves janelle and he knows she suffered more in plural marriage than the other wives She came into this relationship idealistically and she got shattered by her experience in plural marriage. Frankly, I think Cody wants Janelle back because of the show and because of what it would mean in the afterlife to lose her if she actually leaves him permanently. And mostly, I think, honestly, Cody doesn't want the money tree drying up. If Janelle completely leaves, who will Cody Robin live off of? And they're still on the hook for the land. So of course, Cody loves Janelle now and he wants to fix things, of course, for financial reasons, in my opinion. In the clip, Cody tells Janelle there is a lot of stuff that has gone under the bridge here that he isn't going to just ignore. Cody says he has gone through this whole year and he feels like he hasn't been respected and he isn't talking about just Garrison and Gabe. He feels like Janelle hasn't respected his position. Cody tells Janelle everything she does, she does, thinking she doesn't have to consider a big picture, a big family, or even a husband. She's just going to do this. She makes her bed, and he kind of has to lay in it. Janelle says she isn't going to give up that piece for her. That makes plural marriage work. She says if Cody can't handle her independence, then she doesn't know if this works for her anymore. Janelle tells Cody she guesses they could just be good friends if he wants to be. And Cody tells Janelle she is acting like he is abandoning her. Janelle says she can't tell where he's at, like if she has to be a certain way in order to make this work. And Cody says, yeah, maybe like a married couple and a life partner. Janelle tells Cody it's so funny because she thought that is what she was doing all this time. Cody says he is literally sitting here with Janelle saying, please come back into my frame. If you are not in my frame, then we are not together as a family. Janelle tells Cody that it feels like the rules have changed for her a little bit. She tells Cody he always acted like she was a good wife. They were great. She was making her own decisions and they would come together. And it felt like he was okay with that. And Janelle says now Cody has someone who gives him that. And it feels like Cody says they never used to question whether they were having Thanksgiving and Christmas together. They never used to question that they were the parents and the kids abided by the rules of the house. Cody says he believes that he and Janelle can make their marriage absolutely beautiful, but they really have to redefine the entire family again. He tells Janelle if they can't define themselves as one family, and they are defining themselves as a husband with many families, then they have to figure it out. Cody doesn't know what that looks like. Janelle says in the scene that there is history there. There are children in common. There is attachment, there is habit, and there is affection. It's all the perfect pieces, but she doesn't know if it's love. Cody says of the flashback that coming off of a divorce, he wants a better relationship now. Cody says there might be a reason Christine left and that is because she was juxtaposing her relationship against another and Cody felt that's not happening anymore. Cody says that's the problem he has. The problem was never Christine comparing her relationship to Robin's. I think she just wanted Cody to try and invest equally in all of his households and with all of his kids. And she wanted a better relationship with Cody. But it wasn't just about her wanting what Robin had. She just wanted things fair and equal. She wanted a husband who could meet her needs and be there for her kids. I think mainly it was mostly about Cody investing and being present with the kids above all else. Cody wants to say the problem is the jealousy and the comparison with Robin with all of the wives. Because then he takes the accountability completely off of himself. Suki suggests that Cody was not vulnerable enough in that clip with Janelle. And Cody asks, vulnerable? As if he's totally shocked at this suggestion that he be vulnerable. And he says, Christine just left and Janelle is chasing her. He says, the reason he isn't vulnerable is he just spent two years being disrespected over something that to him was just keeping their family safe. He says, maybe it was stupid, but it really made him know Who was going to respect him and who wasn't going to respect him? What Cody means is it really made him know who was going to obey him and who was not going to obey him. By respect, Cody means obedience, not respect in the way most people define it. He wants complete, unquestioning submission to him from his wives and kids. This isn't about respect. This is about Cody wanting to control everyone because he feels inept and insecure in himself So to feel good and for plural marriage to be convenient and easy on him, his solution is just to control everything, to be just as he says it will be, so it's palatable for him to live plurally. He is so warped that he thinks he's entitled to control everyone to make this work so it's easy for him, because he hates plural marriage and he doesn't want to hold up his end of the deal. So his solution is just to control everyone and control everything. It's very sick and it's very selfish. Suki asks Cody if he feels like Janelle has disrespected him in any way and Cody answers oh absolutely she doesn't respect me. Suki asks Cody why doesn't she respect him and Cody sighs he's being a diva he looks around as if he's looking around for Janelle and he asks cynically oh you want me to tell you why she doesn't respect me? Suki assures Cody that she is going to ask Janelle that question. And Cody says, yeah, so Janelle can shit talk me more here. So Cody wants to say that Janelle doesn't respect him, but if she explains why she does not respect him, then it's automatically discounted. It's automatically shit talking. It's automatically discredited. Cody is so fragile. I can't even believe it. Cody wants to suggest that Janelle doesn't respect him. He wants to make his point. But when Suki wants Janelle to explain why she doesn't respect him, or explain her side of things, Cody can't handle that and automatically his ego can't take it and it's shit talking. But he's the one who made the assertion that she was disrespectful in the first place, but his ego can't handle her explaining what he asserted of her. Suki asks Janelle, is it love? And Janelle says, at this point, no, it's not. It's duty, it's commitment, it's a faith that tells you, you work it out and you stick it out. Janelle thinks if they both really sat down, they would look at each other and say, really? They have been separated for several months now. She and Cody have separated and Janelle is very happy. She's really happy and she looks great. She looks really happy. Janelle says things just became indifferent and she just didn't care anymore. Suki asks Janelle if when she became indifferent, she still respected Cody and Janelle says yes. Suki asks Janelle, do you still respect him now? And Janelle says she does, but she is so mad about what's happened with their kids that it's very hard. She is losing respect for him in that regard. Suki says Cody feels disrespected by her and Janelle says it's mutual. It's a two-way street here. And Janelle thinks if Cody had truly been watching out for her and her children, he would have figured out a way to make it work for the whole family instead of having his rules and hanging out with the wife, staying where he was respected and obeyed. Janelle just told it like it is. If Cody cared about his family, he would have compromised and found a solution that was good for everyone in the family versus insisting on his protocols and his way or the highway. Janelle is implying that he was very stubborn and rigid with his rules as an excuse to be able to live monogamously with Robin, where he is respected and obeyed. Janelle uses the word obeyed here. She is making it clear Cody wants to be where he is obeyed, where he has controlled. And he uses protocols as an excuse to justify his behavior and as an excuse to justify living solely at Robin's house. Cody tells Suki that Janelle has made it pretty clear to him that she is enjoying her life without him. She hasn't missed him much. Suki asks Cody if he wants to work on it and try and fix it. And Cody says, yeah, absolutely. But he won't go to a place where he is not respected because love doesn't matter to him. Respect matters to him. Cody said this many times. Love doesn't matter to him, respect matters to him. And by respect, Cody means obedience. Love doesn't matter to Cody, obedience matters to Cody. He doesn't care if he is loved in a home, he cares that he is obeyed. And that says a lot about his fragile ego, how insecure he is as a man, and also that he himself is incapable of unconditional love. A man who unconditionally loves, places love above obedience and love above ego and love above having control and feeling powerful. This man values what he refers to as respect, which is actually obedience over love. And that shows Cody's character and value system and the nature of his ego. Love means nothing to Cody. Sacrifice means nothing to Cody. He only wants to feel important. He only wants to feel obeyed. Fuck love. That's the type of heart this guy has. Cody confirms that he and Janelle are separated. And he says it's pretty stupid for people who love each other. Suki wonders, can't Cody fix it? Can't Janelle fix it? She asks Cody, do you want to fix it? Do you still need more room or time to process? And Cody says he wants to fix it, yes. But that's a whole new negotiation. They're at a place where Christina's left and Janelle likes her. As Cody laughs and he says, why couldn't they have been good sister wives when they were sister wives? That's such a mess. Cody feels incredibly threatened by Janelle and Christine's relationship. He is pissed because he knows Christine was always the heart of the family for the kids. And the core of the family, as far as Janelle and Christine and their kids, is still intact and going strong. And it's going strong without him, even after Christine left and even after Janelle is separated from him. And almost none of his kids even talk to Cody. And he gets jealous. The only reason Cody is saying, in my opinion, that he wants to work stuff out with Janelle and that he loves her is that she is his money tree. Last tell-all, Cody avoided the question about if he loved Janelle. He told Suki, ask Janelle. She will tell you she isn't in love with me. And he told Suki they weren't in sync. And Janelle said Cody was her best friend and they were obviously on different pages, even during the season 15 tell-all. But now, all of a sudden, Cody loves Janelle and he wants to work it out because I think he really needs her money. If Cody really loved Janelle, he would respect her kids. He would respect that she prioritizes her kids. He would respect her independence. He would extend her the same privilege he did to Robin and Christine when they purchased homes. He would reciprocate with Janelle and pay off the land so she can build. And every time Janelle brought up her needs, he would not warn her that he was getting angry to manipulate her into dropping it after all she sacrificed for the family. As the primary breadwinner, especially considering that she paid for most of the McMansion that he and Robin live in. When you love someone, you reciprocate, you don't manipulate, and you certainly don't question their loyalty when they have proven their loyalty over and over for decades. Cody doesn't love Janelle. He just wants to use and abuse her some more. That's why he is talking about loving her all of a sudden. Christine tells Suki she thinks Janelle is frustrated and she is so hurt, and that man that she was married to she realizes that he is totally different but she also is totally different and now she just wants a good father for her kids Suki asks Cody if he could reconcile with the kids would that change the outcome of he and Janelle sustaining this marriage together Cody says yeah they could probably reconcile but we have to understand this is how plural marriage is a real struggle Cody says if he has a relationship with a wife where they have deep trust and they get along really, really well, that's because that relationship communicated and worked on things and did the right things in the relationship. Cody says Robin brought her kids that were in their home with two adults, the ages of Garrison and Gabe, into full compliance on their COVID agreement. And when they didn't comply, they got to be out of the home. That right there is just an expression of how respect was given, Cody says. So basically, Robin showed her loyalty by kicking out the kids who refused to blindly obey Cody's rules. So she kicked out probably Dayton, I'm guessing, basically who was Gaben Garrison's age, her special needs adult son, because he refused to obey Cody's rules. Robin proved her loyalty and respect by picking Cody over her special needs son. So Robin prioritized Cody over Dayton. That's respect. That's insane for a mother to pick her husband and her husband's rules over her kid who has a special need. Dayton is probably the most intelligent one in Robin's whole house. He is definitely very intelligent and high functioning, and I'm sure he could do just fine living on his own, maybe even better than living with Cody and Robin. But special needs or not to pick your husband over your kid at any age, to pick obeying your husband's orders over your kid, in my opinion... That sends the wrong message to Cody that you will allow him to control you and that you will always prioritize him over your kids. And it sends the wrong message to your kid that not only will you allow yourself to be controlled and expect your kids to allow themselves to be controlled by your husband, but you will also pick your husband over them. At the end of the day, if it's between the life you created that grew inside you, the soul given to you, you raised or your controlling husband and you pick your husband, Again, it speaks to the character of the mother who made that choice. I could never see Christine or Janelle ever picking Cody over their kids, nor should they. When you have kids and you bring life into this world, adults or not, special needs or not, whatever the situation, they should always come first. For a husband to expect a mother to prioritize obeying him over their kids, it says a lot about how weak Cody is and how insecure he is and what poor character he has and it also says a lot about robin too if cody expects janelle to ever pick him over her kids he's delusional in my opinion no decent mother would ever do that and no decent man no decent husband would put a mother and a child in that position ever end of story cody says he is sitting here with janelle going you are going to be comparing yourself with robin if i'm giving her attention and stuff like that So I would like to save this relationship and he would like Janelle and him to be more involved with each other. That was his offer to Janelle. What I heard during that lunch, by the way, was him asking Janelle to get the boys to apologize to Robin and to him. And also he was asking Janelle to apologize as well. And he also suggested that Janelle needed to change to be more like Robin and more loyal like her for Cody to be willing to participate. Suki asks Janelle if the indifference was when she started to make more choices about her housing and the RV, etc. Janelle says Cody always wants to find a reason, aside from looking at himself, to justify why he is having a problem with you. Janelle feels like the independence conversation is really just a weird turn because it was never a problem. It has never been a problem. Janelle says she was facing a situation where she did not have housing and she had been hoping to get out on the property to build for years and they keep throwing up all of these objections. Janelle says they spent money to get Christine into her house. They spent a lot of money to get Robin into her house, depleting their accounts and Janelle is simply asking for them to finish the commitment they made in paying off this land. Suki asks, do you think if Robin didn't have this house? And she doesn't even finish the question when Janelle says, yes. She says if she was prioritized, they would have figured out how to pay off the land and she would be in a house instead of this, oh my God, we don't have the budget. I don't know. I don't know. Janelle says none of this was ever discussed when Robin wanted to buy a house. Money was no issue. A budget was no issue. Suki tells Robin that Janelle wants to live on Coyote Pass. And Robin says, in an almost defiant tone, she wants to be there too. And Robin gets very snarky and she says, yeah, I do too. Suki says, then Janelle was crucified by Cody because she did not consult him and she was acting too independently. Robin says, yeah, that's them. That's them being stupid. Robin says, she isn't choosing it. She didn't make these choices. They did. They are making those choices, but somehow she gets lumped into it Somehow she gets pulled into it and she is like, leave me the hell out of it. Well, the thing is, Robin didn't get roped into anything. She had no problem roping Janelle into giving her half the proceeds of her Vegas house and a huge chunk of the joint family account and the proceeds from Mary's Vegas house to buy her house. And now she doesn't have the decency to pay Janelle back what she gave her so she can pay off the land and build like she wants to. When Robin pays Janelle back, Maybe then we can leave her the hell out of it when she stops living off of the backs of Cody's wives, especially Janelle, who does not have a home, though she paid for Robin's extravagant home. Suki tells Robin for some reason they see her with a functioning relationship with Cody and she asks, do they not see the fights or those arguments? And Robin says, oh yeah, they definitely don't see those fights and arguments because she does not do that. She does not air that. Robin says that with an air of moral superiority, as if she is better than everyone because she refuses to reveal the fighting with Cody. And the wives who are open and honest about the states of their relationships with Cody are beneath her in squalor as she stands above them on her moral high ground. It's such bullshit. Robin says there are disagreements, and it's healthy to have a disagreement, and you have to resolve it in a healthy way. Suki says Robin mentioned she doesn't let Cody go, she doesn't let him walk out after a disagreement. But Cody walks out on a lot of the women when he is in the middle of an argument. He just walks out. And Suki says, they're like, well, how does Robin get him to stay? Robin agrees. She acknowledges Cody does walk out with the other ex-wives. Robin says they're not looking at it going, in my marriage, I'm going to treat this person like my best customer. In my marriage, when I have a problem, I'm not going to call him a name. I'm not going to hit below the belt. I'm not going to treat him like crap. I'm not going to do the silent treatment. And when Cody does walk away, Robin tells him, this isn't okay for you to walk away from this. If you need a break, then say it. But this is how she has always been. And she is tired of being punished and blamed. And she is tired of people thinking she is a bad person because she just is communicating. And here she pauses to try and squeeze tears out. And she says, she is tired of being punished for it. She is tired of it being somehow a bad thing because it's not. Robin says she doesn't let Cody push her around. She says her truth. She speaks to him. She speaks to him because like he is her best customer, she does. And she expects Cody to treat her the same way. And she is not going to apologize for it anymore. She is tired of feeling bad that she has a good relationship with Cody when other people don't. That's on them. They need to figure that out. Okay, so for Robin, she basically coddles Cody, she patronizes him, she humors him to keep him in good moods. She treats her husband like she is keeping him buying what she is selling, like her best customer. She schmoozes, she blows smoke up his ass, like he is a toddler who needs managing. The way you would schmooze your best customer to get them to want to buy or invest in your product. She doesn't respect Cody as a man and as a husband. She coddles him. She manages him as if he is her best customer. So he will continue to buy, to invest, as if it's best practices for a business and not an actual marriage relationship. To me, it feels like Robin knows how Cody is. She knows his issues. She knows his ego. She knows his prioritization of wanting the obedience. And he refers to that obedience as respect, obviously. And she knows that and she wants stability and she wants security to raise the kids in. So Cody is her best customer. She schmoozes Cody incessantly to manage him and she makes him feel for now like she obeys him, she complies with him. And in return, she earns his favor and she is able to influence him. I don't think she actually loves him. I think she has his number and she knows how to manage him as she is the one influencing him and he is the one who is pussy whipped believing Robin actually respects him based on him and his merits and her respect of him when she is just doing this dance to keep her home intact. It doesn't seem like love. It seems like a mutually beneficial business deal. And the one who will end up screwed will be Cody. Robin is legal wife. When the kids are grown and Robin has had enough of coddling and appeasing her sixth child, her best customer, she will leave with half of everything And that's when Cody will fall apart because he doesn't get that Robin doesn't actually respect him for who he is. She manages him like he is her best customer. No one is upset that Cody and Robin have a supposed good relationship. No one wanted the relationship Cody and Robin had. They just wanted Cody to spend equal time with their kids and to invest in their kids. No one is jealous of her relationship with Cody. No one wants to be married to their best customer and no one wants to be controlled. No one is jealous of her. No one wants to allow Cody to control them. No one would want a husband they have to kiss ass for to have them invest in them. She tries to suggest the wives are mean. The wives don't respect Cody. They don't fight fair. They don't communicate. They hit below the belt. Robin doesn't really communicate. She tells Cody what he wants to hear and she manipulates him. The other wives don't want that. The other wives wanted honest, authentic communication about their feelings with their husband, not their best customer. That's not communication. That's manipulation. I doubt any of them would want that. I don't know any woman in the world who would want anything like that. Suki asks Janelle if she thinks she could ever get back to a relationship that is romantic with Cody. And Janelle says she isn't waiting for him. She has mourned that that part of their life is gone. She wasn't heartbroken. It wasn't heartbreaking for her like it was for Christine. She just mourned that that life was gone. Janelle says it did work. It was a really great run. In three months, she and Cody will have been married for 30 years. Suki asks if Janelle will call Cody up on their 30th wedding anniversary. And Janelle says he blew off their last anniversary. He just didn't call her or anything. So they had a really big fight right before Christmas, and he didn't call. He didn't acknowledge Christmas, nothing. And then he blew off their anniversary, and they finally had a phone call in March or April three or four months afterwards. Janelle thinks it could be there, but it would require so much change on both their parts that she doesn't know. Janelle says part of her thinks, okay, her religion requires that they continue to make a marriage work. And Janelle deeply believes in her faith and she has been so much at peace after the separation that she doesn't know how to reconcile that. That is where the debate is with herself all of the time. She knows she is happy. She doesn't want Cody to come back but her faith requires that they are married eternally. Suki asks, so the door is still open? And Janelle says, it has to be, but she isn't interested in having anyone walk through that door. Suki asks Christine, where does that put Janelle if Cody has his true life partner, like she said? And Christine says, it's very unfair for her to feel the way she feels about Cody and plural marriage. It's very unfair to Mary and Janelle that she feels like Cody doesn't have the capacity for plural marriage. Christine told Janelle that she's sorry she feels this way, but she does. She just feels like Cody doesn't have that capacity anymore. And she says, if you can't be exactly like Robin, she doesn't know. She doesn't know what that looks like. Christine admitted that Cody expects all of his wives to be like Robin, the favorite wife and he puts Robin up on a pedestal. So if Robin is everything to him, and he expects every wife to be a carbon copy and every relationship to be a blueprint of that one, it isn't going to work. Cody keeps making the point that every relationship should stand on its own merits. He is bitter with his wives about the perceived envy and jealousy. He blames them for why his marriages didn't work, that they're so jealous of he and Robin. But really, Cody is the one who asks his wives to become Robin, to morph their marriages into a blueprint of his marriage to Robin. Janelle had to be loyal like Robin. She had to kiss the ring. She had to be more compliant. She had to be more obedient for Cody to be willing to invest. So Cody is the one trying to push his other wives to be Robin. He is the one comparing, telling them be Robin like some sick polygamist Stepford Wives experiment. The wives never wanted that relationship with Cody that he has with Robin. They just wanted Cody to be fair and to invest equally, particularly with the kids. This isn't about comparing apples to oranges for the wives. It isn't about envy. It isn't about jealousy. They just wanted Cody to at least invest equally with his kids. And Cody refused to hold up his end of the agreement of what he signed up for with Mary, Janelle, and Christine. Cody and Robin want to deflect. They want to focus on the ex-wives' jealousy and how they compared... How they wanted what Robin had when really all they wanted was a husband and a father who was at least present an equal amount of time with their kids. They weren't asking to be Cody's soulmate. They weren't asking for this great love with him. Cody tells Suki he is right on the verge of not even being a polygamist and it's been a part of his identity for 30 years. He says what's funny to him now is he always was a forward thinking guy. He was always thinking about the future and how great it's going to be and how good it is now. Right now it's great, he says, but these days he thinks it's good today, but I really miss the past too. For the first time in his life, he is really looking back a lot and missing some of the past and regretting a bunch of it. Suki tells Mary that she has been in this for a very long time and she asks Mary if she's going to stay in it for a long time until Cody realizes what he has in her. And Mary says she doesn't think Cody realizes the woman that she is. And she refers to herself as a bitch. She says, Cody doesn't realize the bitch that she is. And she laughs. And Mary says, if Cody hasn't realized it so far, maybe he never will. And maybe he doesn't want it. Mary says, here is the thing. She says, people change. Maybe he is just at this place where he thinks she is just not for me anymore. And he is now finally just saying it. Suki asks Mary if she waits And Mary doesn't know. She says, time will tell, won't it? And it's for her to decide. He has decided. So Mary asks, now what? Suki asks Christine if there is any place where Robin and Cody can live in a monogamous world and have their relationship. Christine says, a part of them will always be sad that this didn't work, that the big family didn't work, and there would be a little bit of mourning and a little bit of loss there still but it's giving up on a dream they didn't want to give up on, necessarily. But she does not see them looking for another wife after this. Suki asks how that would work, because Robin has always wanted a big plural family. And Christine says she knows, but it's also a lot of work, and if you already have this much failure behind you, she asks would they really want that again? And she says if they are just happy with each other, and she perceives them as being soulmates with each other, She wonders, is there room for anybody else, really? Christine says she doesn't know, really, but she is just saying she doesn't know. I don't think there's room for anyone in Cody and Robin's relationship. Suki tells Robin that Cody has defined himself as a husband who lives a plural life. And with Christine gone and things being so strained in other relationships, she asks if Robin thinks Cody would ever think about bringing on another sister wife. Robin doesn't know. She says Cody has said no. Suki asks Robin if Cody can't reconcile with any of them because she said she signed up for plural marriage and that's something that she wants if she can see herself asking him let's try this again. Robin smiles at this she says she can but she is scared of it because of how badly this has gone. Robin really really struggles with it because it feels like well those didn't work so on to the new. And that's hard for Robin, it's really hard for her, and she says it feels disrespectful. Yes, because Robin would never dream of being disrespectful to Cody's family or ex-wives. She wouldn't dare be disrespectful. Robin doesn't want other wives. She would never be able to handle not being the favorite wife and not being Cody's main influence. If Cody met another wife, a younger wife who wanted kids and was easier than Robin, I guarantee he would not hesitate to demote her. And Robin knows that, so I doubt she would ever, ever allow another wife for Cody, and I don't think she would have an easy time of being set on the back burner either. Also, I really think Cody and Robin really view each other as soulmates, so there is no room for anyone else. And if they did take on another wife, I don't think that wife would have much agency or autonomy. It would be The Robin Show, Mary 2.0, and Cody will be dealing with the same stuff he dealt with when Mary and Janelle butted heads in the beginning. I doubt Cody wants to do that. It would not be fair to another woman to bring her into a soulmate's relationship either. And I think it would also be a very bitter pill for Robin to swallow. She might grow though to have more compassion and empathy for Janelle, Christine, and Mary when Cody puts her on the back burner and pulls his same toxic playbook on her if he were to get a new wife. Suki asks Robin if she could see herself living a monogamous life with Cody. Robin says she has really struggled with it. She doesn't know what to do with it. It's messing with her identity. Robin tries not to quote unquote cry and she tells Suki it's not the future she wanted. She wants that house with them on the porch and the rocking chairs with their grandkids and their kids around them. The grandparent ranch. That's what she wants and she doesn't know how to let it go. Suki asks Cody what his wish is for Christine. Cody says one of the kids told him, dad, mom says you have your soulmate and she wants hers. So Cody says he hopes Christine finds her soulmate. I think we all hope that for Christine. Suki tells Cody she is hopeful that he will find his happily ever after. And Cody hopes he finds a happy and beautiful place with Janelle. And he hopes all of his kids and him can reconcile. Suki hopes that happens for Cody too. Cody says here's hoping and the episode ends. I think Janelle will stay separated from Cody for a while until she comes to terms with her faith And the spiritual ramifications of leaving for good and i think eventually she will leave when she gets there she has already separated she is very happy she looks great and i think her faith is the only thing keeping her from permanently leaving cody like christine i really don't think janelle wants to get back with cody ever i think once janelle reconciles the faith part and she realizes that she doesn't need to be bound permanently to cody in the afterlife If she doesn't even really want to be with him on Earth, I think she will leave, and I don't think she has any want to reconcile with him at all. But I guess we'll see next season. That does it for this episode of Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. To my YouTube viewers, please like, subscribe, and let me know your thoughts in the comment section if you like. I'll be back to continue with our rewatch until next season. The last episode of the rewatch I covered was Season 3, Episode 2, So if any of you want to watch along with me, the next commentary will be on Sister Wives Season 3, Episode 3, Four Houses, Four Relationships, and I'll also get back to book club, and I will also try to cover my five wives to show an example of a functional plural family. And of course, Seeking Sister Wife, when that returns. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.